Hello, my name is Mayel, and today I will be reading Giraffe and Bird by Rebecca Bender. This is a bedtime story, so I recommend getting nice and comfortable in your bed. But if you are not going to be in bed while listening to this, just sit down. Anyway, Giraffe and Bird by Rebecca Bender. It's true that getting along can be difficult. If the bird could tell you, he'd say he can't stand the giraffe. And if the giraffe could tell you, he'd say he couldn't abide the bird. The bird, you say, makes funny faces at the giraffe. And the giraffe sticks out his long tongue at the bird. This makes the bird twitter in giraffe's ear. Tweet, tweet, tweet. That makes the giraffe invade the bird's personal space. Some days the giraffe has bad breath. Other days the bird eats too many berries, which are high in fiber. Frequently the giraffe makes loud noises when he chews his food with his mouth open. Smack, smack, smack. Often the bird slurps up a slimy worm in front of the giraffe. Slurp. Every time the giraffe lets out a sneeze, the bird is blown right off the telephone wire. Achoo! Flap, flap, flap. And every time the bird is blown off the telephone wire, he flies up to perch right on the giraffe's horns. When the bird perches on the giraffe's horns, the giraffe swats him with his ears. Swat. When the giraffe swats the bird with his ears, the bird pecks him with his beak. The pecking makes the giraffe shake his head until they are both dizzy, dizzy and woozy. They both tumble to the ground. One day, the giraffe loses his patience and shouts at the bird, Scram, bird! The bird gets fed up and shouts back at the giraffe, Get lost, giraffe! So they do. That night, there is a serious, scary storm. All the telephone poles crash to the ground. The giraffe wishes he could hide his eyes under the bird's feathers and the bird and so he wouldn't see the lightning. The bird wishes he could hide under the giraffe's ears so he wouldn't hear the thunder. Bang, boom, crap. The next morning, the bird feels glum. He has nowhere to sit and no one to pick and peck. The giraffe feels lonely. There is no one around to pester or perturb him. With no one around to pester him, the giraffe has time to think. The funny things the funny thing is that all the giraffe can think about is the bird. That what can he do to bring the bird back? The giraffe agrees to help the telephone company for a while. He doesn't have to wait long before the bird for the bird to return he also doesn't have to wait long for the bird to start making faces again smack smack tweet flap flap burp. now it's true that getting along can be difficult and if you asked these two the giraffe might still say he can't abide the bird and the bird might still say he can't stand the giraffe but we know better. That was my story for today, and that is called Giraffe and Bird by Rebecca Bender. Remember to go to the bookstore and try and find it because it is a very good book. 
There's also a sequel called Giraffe and Bird Together Again. See you next time! Hello. This is the second video, well, recording, in our books tonight. We have already done the exercise and laid down, so now we're going to read The Wonky Donkey. Words and Music, sorry, by Craig Smith, illustrated by Katz Cowley. The Wonky Donkey. I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey. Hee-haw! And he only had three legs. He was a wonky donkey. I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey. Hee-haw! He only had three legs and one eye. He was a winky wonky donkey. I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey. Hee-haw! He only had three legs, one eye, and he listened to country music. He was a honky tonky wonk, winky wonky donkey. I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey. Hee haw! He only had three legs, one eye. He liked to listen to country music, and he was quite tall and slim. He was a lanky honky tonky winky wonky donkey. I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey. Hee haw! And he only had three legs, one eye. He liked to listen to country music, and he was quite tall and slim. He, and he smelled really, really bad. He was a stinky, dinky, lanky, honky, tonky, winky, wonky donkey. I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey. Hee haw! He only had three legs, one eye. He listened to country music. He was quite tall and slim. He smelled really, really bad. And that morning, he'd got up early and hadn't had a, any coffee. He was cranky, stinky, dinky, lanky, honky, tonky, winky, wonky, donkey. I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey. Hee-haw. He only had three legs, one eye. He liked to listen to country music. He was quite tall and slim and smelled really, really bad. That morning, he'd got up early and hadn't had any coffee. And he was always getting up to mischief. He was a hanky-panky, cranky-stinky, dinky, lanky, honky-tonky, winky-wonky-donkey. I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey. Hee-haw! He only had three legs, one eye. He liked to listen to country music. He was quite tall and slim. He smelled really, really bad that morning. He got up early and hadn't had any coffee, but he was always up getting up to mischief. But he was quite good-looking. He was a spunky, hanky-panky, cranky, stinky, dinky, lanky, honky, donkey, tonky, winky, wonky, donkey. I was walking up the road and I saw... Hee-haw! The End. Now, this is also a really nice book, The Wonky Donkey by Craig Smith. Consider buying it. It's probably at your local bookstore. our third story, My Heart Fills with Happiness. Now this is also a 
book in a different language, a First Nations language. And I'll just be reading the English part, but if you're interested in it, please consider buying it. It's probably at your local bookstore. My heart fills with happiness when I see the faces of someone I love. I smell bannock baking in the oven. I sing. My heart fills with happiness when I feel the sun dancing on my cheeks. I walk barefoot on the grass. I dance. My heart fills with happiness when I hold the hand of someone I love. I listen to stories. I drum. What fills your heart with happiness? The end. Now, I know that was a short book, but it is really nice. It would have taken longer if I had read it in the language of the First Nations, but I'm not going to do that today. See you next time. Hello. This is our fourth story. The Elephant Who Tried to Tiptoe by Andrew Newman. This is a very good bedtime book. It is literally on the cover says it's a bedtime book. The body I've been given is a big gray heavy one. It isn't like light fairies nor like fast cheetahs run. It's not a very small one like the tiny mouse. It doesn't flop with feathers or have an indoor house. My body doesn't stand on tiptoe very well. My feet can't hold bananas. My mouth can't squawk or spell. I can't catch fish with paws or swing from trees to tree. I sometimes wish I could, but that's just not me. Those are special features of others in the wild. Each is quite unique, like every special child. I have some special features of my very own. I was born an elephant. I wander and I roam. I have a herd who loves me, a nose that's super cool, the biggest ears you've seen, and in the wild I rule. My nature is so gentle, despite my giant size. My memory is excellent. I have very pretty eyes. My body is my body. It's my own to rule. It has some kinks and wobbles. I think it's super cool. When I do remember to be my own true self, not tiptoe or try flying or hiding like an elf, then I am most happy, most playful, and most free, doing what I love to do, being truly me. The end. See you soon. Hello. This is our fifth story, The Laughing Witch. Now, this is not a creepy story. This is a very nice one. The Laughing Witch by Andrew Newman. Now, this is another bedtime book, and I recommend getting it. Once upon a time, when, a, when witches were wild and free, 
there lived a laughing witch beneath the witch's tree she had a great big cauldron and a great big cat she rode a great big broomstick and wore a great big hat this witch was very crafty she knew the hidden path she understood which flowers would make a person laugh she knew the forest backward she loved the bugs and weeds each one had its value all were treasured seeds she spoke to furry creatures the winged ones and the clawed ones she practiced gentle kindness and reference she adored to begin her spells she would cry honor the earth honor the sky honor the north the east the west the south the honor the west came out her mouth she called to the ones who lived here before i welcome your wisdom your your love i adore in a minute of silence she opened her heart then all was ready for a fire to start when the flames were jumping the cauldron hot she added her spices preparing her pots she followed each spell with precision and care never wasting ingredients all precious and rare she knew the spells to fix bones spells to build parts spells to change lives and mend hearts Spells to break curses, spells to change moods, spells to heal illnesses, spells to cook food. Once ready, all simmered, she took from the pot the smallest of offering to bless the whole lot. I thank all of life for giving to me the, these fruits of the forest I give back to thee. Only then would she offer her medicine infused with love, care, and honor honor to those who had cued finish her work at the end of the day sun slowly setting she put things away as she washed her pot she swept the floor she gave thanks to life O oh life i adore i love that you're nourish my pot and my cat my clients and friends my broom and my hat thank you for being so loving to me thank you great life may all the beings be free. This is The Laughing Witch by Andrew Newman. Now, our sixth and final book for tonight The Boy Who Searched for Silence. Now this is the last bedtime book. It is also by Andrew Newman. Once upon a time there was a boy who went searching for silence. He had heard that silence is golden, silence is peaceful, silence is blissful. Most of all, he heard that if in silence he could be himself, he wanted nothing more. This boy struggled with the noise of everyday life. There were cars and buses adverts and programs instructions and advice everywhere he went noise entered in he found this very difficult so he went on search for golden peaceful blissful silence he walked to the bottom of the garden searching for silence but the neighbor's dog was barking he walked to the park searching for silence but the frisbee players were laughing he walked 
into the forest searching for silence, but the dog walkers were talking. So he walked right up to the top of the hill. There, he sighed. Ah, I've done it, he thought as he listened carefully. I've found silence, but... Just as he had thought, a noisy airplane flew over. Vroom! Oh no, he explained. There is no silence out there in the world. This was a false quest, he thought. They lied to me, he blamed. There is no such thing as golden, peaceful, blissful silence. Ah! He raged with anger, stomping and shouting and throwing rocks down the hill. With time, his anger softened. I will have to struggle with the difficult noises all my life. The noise, the boy began to sob, tears of sadness and helplessness. What am I to do? He cried out loud as he sat down. Humph. Utterly helpless, he closed his eyes and wept. At first, he wept short, breathless sobs, gasping for each new breath. Over time, his breathing softened and deepened, becoming deeper and deeper. In and out, in and out, in and out. The boy felt like he was falling, falling inwards. He was too scared to be scared, so he fell. He was too helpless to think better, so he fell. He was enjoying the familiar feeling, so he fell. He fell right into silence. Silence was like a dream to him. A whole world opened up. It was a spacious, comfortable, and oh, so peaceful. A big smile spread across his face as he rested in silence, feeling deeply nourished inside. Aha, he thought. Silence is not a thing to find. It is a place inside me. I can go there and visit whenever and whenever I want. From inside silence, he could hear other airplanes flying overhead. He simply smiled from inside silence. He could hear the dog walkers talking. He simply smiled. From inside silence, he could hear the frisbee players laughing. And the boy just smiled. When, the, when he walked down the hill, silence came with him. When he walked through the forest, silence came with him. When he crossed the park, silence came with him. And the day fell head over heels in love with silence. He loved silence so deeply, and silence loved him back. Each day after he made sure to take 20 special minutes to fall inwards into silence, all things he heard turned out to be true. He discovered the silence is golden. Silence is peaceful, and silence is very deliciously blissful. Most of all, he discovered that silence, he could be himself. This made him very, very happy. The end. I hope you enjoyed tonight's story, Trauma. We will have more stories soon. Good night and goodbye for now. Chickens over and out. Good night.